الحمد للہ وسلام
Some even say he was the last person who could do ijtihad fil masail. If you were to ask the muftis in Darul Dilban, ask Mufti Zizun Rahman Rabdale, who was the first Mufti of Darul Dilban, is your knowledge of fiqh more or is the knowledge of Alama Shami more? And they're just 30 years separating them. He would have said the ilm of Alama Shami is more because I myself give fatwa based on his book. So they felt like they were the greatest scholars of their century. They weren't. They were the greatest awliya of their century. Yes. They had the ilm of Alama Shami Rabdale or close to it. But more importantly, they had the wilayat of Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jalayin Aftali. That's the level of wilayat that they had. They were unparalleled in their wilayat. They reached the heights of their wilayat. That's the real legacy of our ulama Durban is their wilayat, is the nur of their nisbat. It's not the curriculum, it's not the word Durbandi. Even Darsan Nizami that was made by Mullah Nizamuddin that predates Durban. The real legacy of Durban is their wilayat. And because they were so beloved to Allah SWT, Allah Ta'ala took every single work of deen from them. Whether it's tafsir, hadith, fiqh, ifta, siyasat, tabliq, dawat, tasawwuf, tazkiyah, relief work, even now it's continuing Islamic banking, finance, every single thing. It's unending. You will never find anything like that. Ulama al-Dilman, Africa, Asia, Latin America, North America, Australia, Europe, Norway, Germany, England, everywhere. China, Indonesia, Malaysia. Allah Akbar. It's ajeeb. That, that doesn't happen because of ilm. It never happened before. You know how many great ulama ma'wara al-Nahar that we study in the Hanafi history? Can you show me the jamaat of Hanafi fuqa ma'wara al-Nahar that Allah Ta'ala took all this work from them and took all these works in all these different places of the world from them? It's not because of the ilm. It's because of the wilayat. Let me explain to you another way. What does it mean to be quote-unquote Deobandi? What does that mean? Deobandi actually means that with the first three generations who were the Aqabir of Darulam Deoband, what were their mushtarak sifat? What were the things they had in common? When you take their common set of attributes, if a person has that, they're Deobandi. If they don't have that, they're not Deobandi. Because they were different temperaments also, different outlooks, they had different lines of deen, as a Madinata, as a Tanrata, different views. So forget the different views. What they all had in common, their common set of attributes, if we have every one of them, were Deobandi. Maybe let me explain more. First generation means Mulana Qasim and his contemporaries. Second generation means Hadad Ashraf Ali and his contemporaries. Third generation would mean Alama Anwar Shah Kashmirin and his contemporaries. These are the first three generations. I'll give you one one name each. There are some features that they all had in common. One of the most important features, the most important feature they had in common was their wilayat. How did they get that wilayat? They all did it through one way. They became formally bare in a sulsala of tasawwuf known as tariqah. And they didn't just become bare. They associated with Shaykh, they corresponded with Shaykh, they lived with Shaykh, they learned from Shaykh, and they practiced formal zikr athkar. And they did so a lot, not five, ten minutes a day. They did so for hours, hours a day. And when they were off, they would do it for day and night. Hazrat Mulani Ilyas, if you read his biography, he made so much zikr. It's because he was a wali of Allah Ta'ala, that Allah Ta'ala opened the work of Tablik for him. It's their wilayat. That's what's missing. It's, miss, it's become missing in the Pakistan and India graduates. 
let alone the UK and South Africa graduates, hmm? that Walayat is missing. The ilm is there. MashaAllah, the top 20% of the graduates of Azadville and Zakaria, you do very well. You come in sometimes, you do takhassus in Pakistan, you do takhassus here. Some of you are going to Medina Manara studying with Sheikh Muhammad Obama. You do all types of things. Alhamdulillah. But that other khas effort in Walayat, that's almost non-existent. History of Darul Dilban, it's a recorded fact in the history. That the Akabar felt that we won't give dastar e fazilat dastar mandi. We won't wrap the turban of honor on a graduate until he spends one year with Shaykh. This is the beginning of Darul Dilban. They would not wrap the turban of honor unless they spent one year with the Shaykh. Then, after some time, they gave up that condition. And they just did Tarheeb. They encouraged people to spend one year with Shaykh, but it wasn't a condition for wrapping the turban. Then later some time passed, then they said spend four months with Shaykh. Then now the situation is that when the students graduate, they say give bear to Shaykh. Hmm? That's the tarheeb that they do. So this is what we call nuzul. Huh? You know nuzul, this is called decline. This is called diluting. This is called watering down. The very thing that made our akabr, our akabr was the wilayat. And the effort they made to get that wilayat, that effort has now been watered down. That's why we're not like our Akabir. You're going through the same books. They don't have to go through the khassas. Huh? Some of these people, they love doing the khassas. Shaykh al-Adis, Muhammad, Zakran, didn't do any khassas. You can do all your khassas for the you want. See if you can write something like Ojas. You won't be able to write it. You won't be able to write it. Even there wasn't something like the khassas for fiqh and iftah. It wasn't there. Hazrat Rashid Ahmed Gugoy didn't do any takhassus in iftah and he's known as Faqih al-Asr. Allah Akbar, he is the jurist of his age. He had zawq al-Faqih, he had the acumen of a jurist, he had insight. Where did they get that from? Hmm? They didn't get it from takhassus, they got it from their wilayat. They got it from their wilayat. Hazrat Mulani Ilyas they started a new derja in some places in Pakistan, takhassus for dawah. Allah Akbar. Hazrat Mulani Ilyas they never had to do takhassus for dawah. He had his wilayat. <laughs> On the basis of his wilayat, he did this work. This is what the Akabr ulama Dilban had. Our problem is that we look at who the Akabr were. We don't look how they became who they were. First things first. How did they become who they were? That's the first step. You can't skip the first step and go straight to the second step. First step, how did they become they were? Kasrat zikr They were all praying to Every one of them prayed to Hajjad regularly. Every one of them made zikr regularly. Every one of them made dua with their heart. Every one of them felt every single prayer that they prayed. First things first, this is what you have to work on. Until you have this in your heart, what are you going to do? And you know what happens if you don't do first things first? When you graduate, what are you going to do? You're going to start thinking. You're going to use your strategy. You're going to use planning how to do deep gagam. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll translate it in English in a moment. Yes. It means that that person who uses their intellect and graduates and tries to use strategy and planning and tactics and what should I do and I'll do this and I'll do that or I've seen the elders do this and I can do that you're operating on the strength of your mind and your brain that's not going to have, that's not going to be sadaqa jariya it's not going to be a legacy when you die it will be buried with you in your grave 
But that person who Allah Ta'ala takes the work of deen from them, that's on the basis of their heart. You cannot do it. Allah Ta'ala will take you, take it from you. He will accept you for it. He will guide you to it. He will open doors for you when you get this reliance. Yes? You know, it's a big difference trying to knock on doors yourself and open them. Even if you manage to open it, if you all go through, you will have to walk on the strength of your own two feet. And believe me, when Allah Ta'ala opens up a door for you, things will be flying. Things will be flying. I'll give you my own example so you understand. I was in Lahore. So Alhamdulillah Shaykh gave me responsibility to guide people to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So here we lived in Lahore. We did it. Then I thought with my mind, watch this. I thought with my mind that okay, Islamabad is nearby. And there's the same problem there that we have in Pakistan that the English educated people in Pakistan are very distant from thee. You wouldn't imagine. <laughs> They're like living in another world. <laughs> Even though they're living sometimes in cases, footsteps away from Ulama and Mashaikh, they can't go near them. They have strange preconceived notions, strange negative stereotypes. So in my mind, I thought I should go to Islamabad. And I thought I should do this, and I should do that, and I should do this, and I should do that. Never happened. <laughs> Nothing. Never happened. I went, I would try, I would do a little bit of work. Nothing happened. It doesn't work. When you use your mind and try to make tactics, it's not going to work. There's another city in Pakistan, Karachi, which is much farther from Lahore, right? It wasn't even the farthest reaches of my mind that I would go to Karachi. One day I was sitting, somebody called me from Karachi on their own. I heard about you, I want you to come, this, that, so I went. Next thing you know, I was going to Karachi every month. Now, even though I live in Lahore, the madrasa we have for women is called Zainab Academy. And we have one in Karachi. Zainab Academy Karachi is larger than our Zainab Academy in Lahore. I look at me and my wife, we live in Lahore. My wife personally teaches in Zainab Academy in Lahore. She, doesn't even, she just visits Karachi with me once or twice a year. But the one in Karachi is more. Allah Akbar. And Islamabad, not even working yet. This is the difference. When Allah Ta'ala opens up a door for you, when you go through that, everything will be smooth sailing. And when you try to open up a door yourself, on the basis of your own skills, your own talents, your own ideas, your own strategy, you won't go very far. When will Allah start opening up doors for you? That's based on this sikr. You see, Hazrat Malani Ilyas was a great wali of Allah Ta'ala. He understood. He was a genius and had marifat. He had both things. Hence, he put ilm and zikr together in the same number. Why? Because he knew that if you have ilm and you don't have zikr, it's not going to benefit you. And if you have zikr and you don't have ilm, you won't be able to benefit the ummah. I repeat again. If you have ilm but you don't have zikr, it will not benefit you. You may benefit the ummah. You may end up giving talks, you may end up being imam, you may be khatib. But it won't benefit you if you have ilm without zikr. If you have zikr without ilm, you can't benefit the ummah. You can benefit yourself. You have zikr, you're taking care of yourself. But you don't have ilm, you can't benefit the ummah. So what did he want? He had a dream. That the work of tabligh should do tajdeed. Tajdeed deen, ihya deen, iqamat deen, revive deen, huh? establish deen. He knew that that will happen if you have ilm and zikr together. If ilm and zikr come in one person's breast, deen will be revived in them. If ilm and zikr come together in a society, deen will be revived in them. This is the entire khulasa of who the akabra ulama deoban were. They were ulama and they were awliya. They had ilm and they had zikr. You know when our Akabr they say that the Alam is better than the Sufi. It's not any Alam. The Zakir Alam is better than the Zakir Sufi. Because the Zakir Sufi is only benefiting himself. 
and the Zakir Alam can benefit the Ummah. However, watch this carefully. The non-Zakir Alam, the Alam who is not Zakir, he's less than the Zakir Sufi. Yes, he's less than the Zakir Sufi. So it's your choice. It's your choice. Better that you become a Zakir Alam. Then you're better than all the non-ulama Sufi of the whole world. Imam al-Rabbani, Shaykh Mr. Hindi, Mujadil al-Fasanat, and wrote this in his Maktubat. Hmm? It's your choice though. Now the ilm part is guaranteed to happen because there's a whole nisab. There's curriculum, there's classes, there's professors, mudarrisun, teachers, they're going to teach it to you. The zikr part is optional. The zikr part is up to you. And it has to be that way. Nobody can force you to do that. Right? Because it won't have barak in it unless you do it on your own. Unless you want Allah Ta'ala on your own. Unless you love Allah Subhanahu on your own. Unless you remember Allah Ta'ala on your own. You have to do that zikr part along with the ilm. Now let me go back and explain to you who these ulama, awliya, dhubban were. First thing that they had in common with them was their wilayat. Second thing I told you they had in common was the way they got their wilayat through formal tasawwuf and formal zikr. Third thing. They had an idea of deen. What was that? That everybody who graduates, everybody who is father, who is father with tasawwuf alim, has to do four things. Number one, they must do the work of tasawwuf aqaid. They must make sure their own beliefs obviously are correct. And they must make sure in the masses, in the society, in the ummah, people have the correct beliefs about Allah Ta'ala, about the Prophet about any and all of the areas of iman. So the first task is tasheehul aqa'id. Second task is husulul ilm. You have to acquire ilm yourself. And to whatever extent the ummah needs to be served from the platform of ilm, you have to serve the ummah on the basis of your ilm. So that's why if you see our Kabir, it's incredible what they've done. There's no area of ilm they left untouched. Even the books they wrote for the masses. So much tafsir in Urdu, hadith in Urdu, seerat in Urdu, even books of fiqh in Urdu. You can find everything in Urdu. That's such a tragedy that now people don't even read Urdu. <laughs> a Kabir would be amazed that we put all the deen from Arabic into Urdu for the sake of the masses and now they don't even Urdu. Khair, because they have barakat and gubuliyat to Allah has made arrangement for people to put all of that into English. And slowly by slowly it's happening. So you have to serve on the basis of your ilm. Third was tasawwuf. Third was tasawwuf. That you have to f- keep spending your whole life trying to become the wali of Allah Ta'ala. Lifelong effort. These three things are lifelong. Tasihul aqaid, husul al-ilm, and tasawwuf. Tazkiya bit tariqat. Formal tasawwuf. Then there was a fourth thing which is called Khidmat al-Deen. Now there are many branches of Khidmat. You can do so many of them. Some of them did Khidmat of the first three. Some of them would be in Khatam and Nabuwat or different things. They were helping out in the area of a guide. Some of them were writing Tafsir, teaching Hadith, writing Fatwa. They were helping out on the basis of Ilm. Some of them went on to be Mashaykh of the Sawwuf, teaching people Zikr, Allah, Allah, Tazkiyah. And then some of them did even more branches such as Dawah, as Mulani Ilyasam today, did Khidmat al Deen in an unparalleled way, taught people how to make Dawah, guided the people in the Madrasa and Khanka and reminded them their asal duty is to bring the Noor of the Madrasa and Noor of Khanka back into the masses. And then there are other types of Khidmat, like relief and humanitarian work, Ummah Welfare Trust, Al Imdad, etc., etc., Islamic banking, finance, it keeps going on. So many different Khidmat. You have to do some type of Khidmat. Some of you may be the one, some of you might do two. It doesn't matter. It's up to you. Whichever one you want. My teacher used to say in Urdu, 
کہ ہم دین کی خدمت کے تمام شعبوں کے دین کی خدمت کے تمام شعبوں کے فضیلت کے قائل ہیں کسی ایک کے افضلیت کے قائل نہیں We believe in the virtue and merit of every branch of serving the deen. We don't believe in the superiority of any single branch of serving the deen. Alright? This is the way everybody loves one another. And in fact, if you have this understanding, if you even work in one branch, you will get the reward of all the other branches. That's what it means to do for the kifaya. So for example, a qari, he teaches tajweed and nazir to children. He can make this niyat to look. I'm going to spend my life teaching basic Qur'an to children so that the other fellow callings of mine can teach hadith, teach fiqh, go on da'wah, do tabliq, teach people zikr. If you make that niyat, then you will get sawab of all the other work of deen. Very simple. <laughs> you make niyat that you're part of the machine. You're a piece of the machine and because you do your part properly, then all the other parts are freed up to do the other tasks because you're doing your task properly. So it's a beautiful way. That's the relationship they had with each other. They had an incredible love and understanding and mutual respect for each other. If you want, you can read in English, Abiti, Abbas al-Sheikh Al-Ismail, Muhammad Zakriyata. There's so many anecdotes there and stories there and letters there that will make you feel it will be leaping up from the pages at you. How much love they had for each other. How much love they had for each other. Now let's get back to the part of Zikr. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Hal yastuwa al-ladina ya'lamuna wa al-ladina la ya'lamuna. Can those who have ilm, can they ever be equal to those who don't have ilm? Is it possible? What did Allah Ta'ala mean? He meant that you have to be different. Allah Ta'ala wasn't talking academically. That's not what the verse means. That can those who have knowledge and those who don't have knowledge ever be equal in knowledge? No. It's can they ever be equal in the eyes of Allah Ta'ala? So what did Allah Ta'ala look at? Inna akramakum indallahi atkakum. That the most honored of you in Allah Ta'ala's eyes are the ones who have the most taqwa. Even awliya who are there in awliya who in the muttakun. That the awliya are none other than the people who have taqwa. It means that the people who have ilm and the people who have don't have ilm, they can never be equal. Why? Because the people who have ilm will have more nur and have more taqwa than the people who don't. That's what it means. It has nothing to do with your academic learning. So then you ask yourself a question. Do I have more nur and more taqwa than the others? Hmm? And if you don't feel that, that you're not getting more nur and more taqwa, you're just getting more ilm, then you're not doing justice to this deen. You're not just doing justice to the legacy of our akabir. Our akabir ulama, awliya, duban, they made incredible sacrifices for this. Their whole life effort was to get this nur. Sometimes our mashayik in tasawwuf, they call it nur in nisbat. Nur in nisbat. Shaykh al-Nadis, Mulana Muhammad Zakari Ratai said, ki jo talabi ilm, اپنے طالب علمی کے زمانے کے اندر ہی اس نور نسبت حاصل نہ کریں وہ طالب علمی نہیں ہے یس یہ سب دیٹ اسٹوڈنٹ آف نالج ہو ڈیورنگ دا کورس آف دیئر اسٹڈیز ڈیورنگ دیئر اسٹڈیز بائی دا اینڈ آف دیئر اسٹڈیز بائی دا ٹائم دے گریجویٹ دے ڈونٹ گیٹ دا نور آف دس نسبت دا ناٹ آر ریئل طالب علم دیٹس وٹ ای سیڈ وائی بیکاز طالب علم اینڈ Even the best of you have talib for the ilm. So you stay up at night, you do matala, you do takrar, you want to fix your ibarat, you do matala of the shuruhat, you recite well to your teacher, you discuss with each other, you ask questions to your teacher. That's the best of you. You have good talib for ilm. But you forgot that you're supposed to have talib for this nur. 
You're supposed to, you're here also to be seeking that nur. Means you should be trying to wake up for tahajjud. You should be making dua to Allah Ta'ala. You should be making zikr to Allah Ta'ala. You should be missing Allah Ta'ala. Yearning for Allah Ta'ala. Loving Allah Ta'ala. Being a person of muhabba. A person of inaba. You have to have this nur. You have to be, have more talab for the nur than you have for the ill. Yes. You have to have more talab for the nur than you have for the ill. Because the ilm is the suburb to get that nur. One problem that some people have, and I'm not saying, because it's true for all mothers, that's what I'm saying. One pe- problem that people have in our whole fraternity of ulama and talaba is they believe in their mizaj. What does it mean? They say, Jibas, mera mizaj zikr wala nahi hai. Mera mizaj nahi hai. Mera rujhan zara ilm ki taraf zyada hai. Mera zara tahkiki mizaj hai. Or shabash. What does it mean? They say that my temperament isn't one of doing zikr. I'm more of an academic. I'm more of a researcher. My job is teaching. Listen to Quran. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Ya ayyuhalladheena amunudkurullaha dhikran kathira. Aapki mizaj kya hai? Deen naame apne mizaj ko mitana aur apne aap ko Allah Ta'ala ki raza ke mutabik banana. Isko deen islam kehta hai. Aap alladheena amunu hai ya nahi hai? It means that our temperament, our personality, our preferences, our likes, they have no value in deen. They have no meaning in deen. Allah Ta'ala sent deen to erase us. Allah Ta'ala sent deen to erase our personality, to erase who we are, what we like, what our preferences are, what our comforts are. Allah Ta'ala sent deen so that we would remake ourselves according to His likes and His preferences for us. Allah Ta'ala expresses His likes and preferences for us in Quran when He says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. And when He said this to us, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu thkurullaha dhikran kathira. That means it's for everyone. Everybody has to do zikra kathira. There's no question that no, the zikr is not my line. <laughs> You're Allah din amanu. What do you mean line? There's nothing to do with lines. This is a big myth that people have. The zikr is one line, ilm is one line, tablik is one line, jihad is one line. This is a complete misunderstanding of deen. Complete misunderstanding. Zikr is your iman. You're Allah din amanu. You have to do kasrat the zikr. There's no question of what line you are. Whether you teach tafsir, you teach hadith, whether you do tablik or you work in relief work, it's irrelevant. <laughs> it's irrelevant. The line is at number four. I'll go back four things. Aqaid, ilm, tasawwuf, and khidmat. It's only at number four in khidmat where you can talk about lines. You have to do the first three. All of you have to do all three of them. There's no question of what line you are. And we have this problem with ulama also, with professors also, with graduates also. It's not a question of mizaj. <laughs> It's not a question of mizaj. This is what it means to be Dhubandi. Yes, the first three generations of Kabra, they had mizaj. They had different proclivities, inclinations, temperaments. But they all did zikr kathir. There's no single one of them who would come up with this argument that zikr is not my line. And in fact, look, I'll show you one great alim. His name is Maulana Ashraf Ali Tanabinatale. He was perhaps the greatest student of his time. If he used his mind, what would his mind have told him? His mind would have told him, you stay in Darulam Deoband. You become a mudarris in Darulam Deoband. You become an ustaz in Darulam Deoband. This is what his mind would have told him. This is what other teachers would tell him. His sheikh, not an alim. His sheikh has a hajim, dadalama hajim, makram. And I said, you leave Deoband, you come to Tanambaba. And you take care of Hanukkah. 
It's like telling somebody to leave a very great madrasa and go to some small little place out there in the whatever you call it in South Africa, the outback or the inner areas or the rural areas. Hmm? But he didn't use his mind, he didn't think. He trusted Sheikh. He listened to Sheikh. He said, Okay, I leave Deoban. I go to Tanabavan. And I go to Tanabavan and I run Khanka. Fine. Whatever Sheikh says. So he did it. He ran the Khanka because he gave up his will and listened to Sheikh. Allah Ta'ala put all of ilm in his feet. <laughs> he accomplished more in the area of ilm in Tanabavan than he would have ever been able to accomplish if he stayed at Deoban. He became a giant in ilm. He became a giant in ilm. He wrote incredible works of ilm. Allah Ta'ala then sent incredible ulama to him in Tanabhavan. Mufti Muhammad Shafir Nantanay, Muhammad Zafir Ahmad Usmani Nantanay, Mulana Mufti Muhammad Hassan Nantanay. Oh, there's so many, I can go on and on. Mulana Khair Muhammad Zulani Nantanay, Mulana Idris Khanli Nantanay. So many, many, many of them. They all came to him. <laughs> and, they, and he guided them and he made them also write so many incredible works of deen. His own work and the work of his khulafa left a legacy of ilm unparalleled by any of our akabir. None of our akabir ulama al have such a legacy of ilm as Hazrat Tanmi and his khulafa left. And how did he get that? By leaving Deoban and going to the khanqa of the shaykh. Allahu Akbar. Akal would not accept this. <laughs> Akal would say, no, you work yourself up the ranks of being ustad Darulun Deoban. Hmm? When do you become Sadr Mudaras of Deoban? No, no, he got a shan and a rank much, much higher than that. Much higher than that. This is who they were. This is who they were. So you have to work on your wilayat. You have to be talib of the nur. You have to be talib of zikr. You made a lot of zikr. A lot of zikr. If you don't do that, then let me scare you a little bit. Because we've been in this field for 20 years now. I meet a lot of South Africa graduates and a lot of UK graduates. The ones who don't turn out right, it's not like they just don't turn out right, they turn out wrong. It's not like they just don't turn out right. They turn out wrong. They turn out wrong. Then they come to us, right? Because that's our line. They come to us, we try to help them, take them out of sin, take them out of that problem. We're amazed at what happened. You spent six years. So they say, yeah, I spent six years studying the ilm. I wasn't trying to get the nur. <laughs> Basically, that's what they say. That's the report I will give. This is their state. They spent six years getting the ilm, but they didn't make niyat of the nur. They didn't even make niyat of the nur. Don't make that mistake. It'll catch up with you. It'll catch up with you later on in life. You will only get what you intend. You have to make niyat of the nur of this ilm. And not just once, not the very day you come, no. Every single day, every single class, every single second you exist in this Darloom, you have to make niyat of the nur of this ilm. Then this Darloom will become Darul Anwar. Yes, the real Darloom is Darul Anwar. That was Darul Anwar Devant. Every single graduate was living, dripping, pure nur. Every graduate of the first generations of Darul Devant was the being of pure nur, the nur of wilayat, the nur of taqwa, the nur of sunnah, the nur of zikr, pure nur. We have to become like that. We have to become like that. This was our main message that we wanted to give to you today. That you have to work hard on your heart. You have to work hard on your heart. You can't just work on your mind. In our deen, ilm is of the heart. 
That if only they had hearts, the function of akal, that they had given that function over to their heart. If only they had heartfelt understanding, heart-based understanding. Don't just work on your mind, you have to work on your heart. That's the way of our Akabra ulama and They worked on their heart. Our Mashaykh in particular, teach zikr kalbi particularly how to work on the heart. You don't have to be bad to do the zikr. I'm going to tell you the zikr right now. You should practice it. You can do it. If you have shaykh, you do whatever zikr shaykh told you. If you don't have shaykh, you can do the zikr. No problem. Zikr kalbi Why did our Mashaykh insist on this? Reason is that because it's our heart that's missing. You see, when you pray salah, your tongue is making zikr. Your body is making zikr, it even goes into sajda. But if you say, I didn't feel anything in salah, so what was missing? What's missing is your heart. What's missing in your heart? And can you imagine that the youth who are in university, it's the same problem. Can you, would you be amazed at the same problem that the university people have, is the same problem some darling kids have. Their heart isn't in it. <laughs> he prays, he says, I don't feel anything. You pray, you say, you don't feel anything. That's, what's, what's, where'd all the ilm go? <laughs> I keep telling you, more ilm means more nur. More ilm means more zikr. More ilm means you should feel more in your salah. There's no way you want to have riwayat without kifiyat. Hmm? Nabi Kareem Sallallahu has two things he left behind. Talimatun Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and kifiyatun Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Talimatun Nabi recorded in words and texts known as hadith. Kifiyatun Nabi passed from the heart of the Prophet to the heart of the Sahaba. Pass from the hearts of the Sahaba to the hearts of the Tabeen. You need to get both. All of you would have heard the Siddith, because we love the Siddith. Al-Ulama'u Warathut Anbiya. The Ulama are the legatees of the Anbiya. Listen carefully, because many people have misinterpreted the Siddith. The Hadith doesn't say, Warathut Anbiya Ilm. The legacy of the Prophet isn't just Ilm. The ulama are supposed to be warath of the anbiya. They're supposed to get everything that Nabi Kareem left behind. It's not just his ilm. It's his hal. It's his kayf. It's his jazba. It's his heart. You are not going to be a warath of Nabi Kareem if you just have ilm. That's not what he's saying. It's not the only warath that he left behind. The ulama were supposed to be the heirs of the prophets and get all of the warath. Ilm is one part of it, the taqwa, the zikr, the tahajjud, the dua, the tawakkal of the Prophet that's the real warasat. The way the Prophet feels in his heart, the feelings that he felt in his heart for Allah, you have to get those feelings in your heart for Allah, then you are waris of Nabi Kareem sallallahu You think just going through six-tier door hadith makes you a waris of the Prophet because you roll off in your tongue the words that he said without feeling the feelings? That's not going to make you waris. Our deen is not about words and text. That's what the Salafis think. You guys are doing it the same way. Our deen is not about words and texts and books. Our deen is about people and hearts and feelings. Look, you imagine this. When the Bayakrim some said this hadith, all of you know that. Be in this world like a stranger to this world or a traveler on the path. What do you think happened? You think Sayyidina Abu Hurairah, he wrote it down? And he comes back to the Prophet the next day and says, Ya Rasulullah, look, I made it into text. Hmm? Well, if, the, if he had done that, what would the Prophet have done? He would say, Idhra Abayta Shabash. Give me that piece of paper, put it away. Don't give me back the words. The Prophet would say that, live that life. 
such that you feel in your heart like a stranger to the world and a traveler on the path. Bring me those feelings. I didn't say the words so you would get the words. I said the words to put a feeling in your heart. Hadith is about feelings. That's what they call sahib al-sunnah. Sahib al-sunnah means the person has the feelings of the hadith. So you're not getting the feelings. Well, when I said riwayat without kafiyat, iska find any hand. Ka find iska. Our entire deen is about feelings. Same thing about Quran. Same thing about Quran. There are three things in Quran. The first thing is the wordings of Quran. Al-Fadhu Quran. There are ulama who teach you those wordings. They're called ulama of tajweed and kira'at. Then second is the meanings of Quran. There are ulama who teach you that they're called mufassirun. But the third thing is called the feelings of Quran. The whole purpose of Quran is to get the feelings of Quran. If you know the words and you know the meanings and you don't feel the feelings, it's incomplete. You haven't completed the project. It's incomplete. I'll give you an example. Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, one of the great fuqaha muhaddithun of this ummah from the Tabai Tabin, he used to sit in the company of Abu Hashim as Sufi. So one day, one of the one student of Imam Ahmad asked him that, Oh Imam Ahmad, you're such a great scholar, and you're sitting with Abu Hashim as Sufi. He said, Yes. So he said, Why? He said, Very simple. Ana alimun bi kitabillah. He said, I'm a scholar of the Book of Allah. Ana alimun bi kitabillah wa huwa alimun billah. Yes. I'm a knower of the Book of Allah, and he is a knower of Allah. You don't understand, I'll show you from Quran. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Al-Rahman, fas'al bihi khabira. Al-Rahman, Allah Ta'ala proclaims that He is all merciful Allah. The being of infinite mercy, endless mercy. You know the word Al-Rahman. You know the meaning Al-Rahman. says not enough to know the word. Not enough to know the meaning. Fas'al. You must go ask. You must learn. You must inquire. You must have talab. Talab for what? Ya Allah, you told me you're Ar-Rahman. I know the word. I know the meaning. Now you have to have talab for the feeling. Fas'al bihi khabira. Ab jaakar poochin jo khub khabar rakhta hai. Ya Allah ta'ala ka Ar-Rahman hone ke jazba kya hone se aapke dil par jaakar poochin. Taake aap bhi abd Ar-Rahman ban sakte ho. Go ask that person who knows deeply in their heart what it means. And how you should feel now that you know that Allah is Rahman. Learn the feeling of this from them. It's Quran. <laughs> Imam Ahmad did amal on this ayah. That's why we were sitting with Abu Hassan Sufi. These great ulama they used to practice Quran. They were living Quran. That's what he was doing. How many of you have done that? Huh? How many of you can say you did amal on this ayah? Fas'al bihi khabira. That you've asked, you've inquired, you want to know. You have to get the feelings of Quran. That's why you don't feel anything in prayer. All of you know the meaning of Surah Fatiha. You don't feel it. You say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. But does your heart feel the feeling of hamd when you say those words? If it doesn't, its project is incomplete. You know, we talk about there's something called project management, project completion. It's incomplete. You got the words, you got the meanings, you didn't get the feelings. Incomplete. And if you get more words and more meanings and more words and more meanings in second year and third year and fourth year and fifth year and more words and more meanings and more words and more meanings and you still don't have the feelings. Incomplete. <laughs> Incomplete. And then you graduate and you got all the words and you got all the meanings and you still don't feel the feelings. Hmm? Then what's the difference between you and the university student? Hmm? He's also not feeling the feelings. He would be stunned. We don't share this with them. He, just, he thinks you guys have the feelings. 
Yeah, that's what he thinks about you. He doesn't know that you just have the words and the meanings. Hmm? You have to go for the feelings. And you can do it. This system can give you the feelings, but you have to have that niyat. It's just it. You have to have that talab. So you have to say, I've come here, not just to learn the ilm. I've come here to learn the ilm, to get the nur in the ilm, to put the feelings and the meanings of these books in my heart. That has to be your attitude. That has to be your outlook. Every day, every second, every class, every sabak, every takrar, every mutalib. Even for sarf and nahu, you make the niyat of feelings. Yes? Yeah, all of it. Yes. Mantik, usul, kalam, everything you make niyat of feelings. Our Mashaid used to teach us when you do zaraba, how you make niyat of hitting the nafs. Oh. <laughs> huh? A new translation. Huh? 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 You one man, you hit your nafs. Huh? They two or to hit their nafs. We all hit our nafs. I hit my nafs. Hmm? Huh? Yes, there are people of feeling. Huh? If it was simply so simple, they turn the girdan into zikr. Yes, they turn the girdan of surf into zikr. That's this wilayat. They can turn anything into the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Anything and everything in this world is just a sabab to make them remember and remind them of Allah Ta'ala. You have to have this talab, you have to go for the feelings. Six years is more than enough to get the feelings, but you have to try for it. And can you imagine the tragedy if you spend six years and you don't get the feelings? When you go out there, you will never have such a chance. You will never have a chance like this. That you live in a pure environment, an environment with the nur of Quran, nur of hadith, barakat of ilm, asat al-zakaram, mudarrisoon, mashayfi uzam, you have shaykhs, you have shaykhs. We have to be moving on deen. Moving on this Sirat al-Mustaqeem, may Allah Ta'ala accept us, may He make us strong and steadfast on this deen, may He make us ever and ever reaching and striving for more and more pleasure of His, more and more love of His, so we too can be amongst His lovers and His beloveds. وَآخِرُ الدَّعْوَانَا أَنَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ سُبْحَانَ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللَّهُمَّ سَلِّيَ عَلَىٰ سِرُنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَىٰ عَلَىٰ سِرُنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَبَارَكُ سَلِّمْ ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تكفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين رب اكفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين ربنا لا تزل كلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وحب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب يا رب كريم we have brought you a dead heart we have brought you tonight a dying heart يا رب كريم revive our heart يا الله put fear of you in our heart put love for you in our heart put hope in your mercy in our heart يا رب كريم we ask that you purify our heart of every unlawful feeling that we have take out from our heart all the lust يا الله all the unlawful romance يا الله all the infatuation attraction for غير محرم يا الله make us have a sincere heart a pure heart a true heart يا رب كريم fill our heart with love for you love for Quran love for Nabi Islam love for Deen Islam يا الله make our heart have the truest of loves take out from our heart every untrue love every false love every delusion every يا رب كريم obsession in يا رب كريم we too want to have hearts that are fearful of you we too want to tremble in your fear. Ya Allah, every time we ever think of any sin, remind us 
Guidance, Ya Allah. Guidance, Ya Allah. Stop us, Ya Allah. Instill the fear of you in our heart, Ya Allah. We don't want to be fearless anymore. We don't want to be hopeless anymore. We want to be fearful of you and hopeful in you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Allah soften our hearts through zikr. Guide us to making zikr. Guide us to the zakirin who will teach us zikr. And make our hearts soft for this fear, soft for this hope. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you put every fear in our heart in this life and save us from the fears of the afterlife. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you put your true hope and your mercy in this life and save us from the false hopes in the afterlife. Ya Rabbi Kareem, each and every one that came here tonight seeking you, wanting to be close to you, to be connected to you, and the honor their coming, honor their sitting, honor their sabr. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant them their murad. Their murad is you, Ya Allah. Our murad is you, Ya Allah. Our maksud is you, Ya Allah. Our matloob is you, Allah. Our mahboob is you, Allah. Our maksad is you, Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we came here tonight seeking you, Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka minka anta, Ya Allah. Wa minka hubbaka, Ya Allah. Wa minka qurbaka, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you for you. We want your love from you. We want your qurb from you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, fill it in our heart. Fill it in our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept our hearts on this night. If you turn us away, Ya Allah, we'll be cast out of your mercy. If you turn us away, Ya Allah, we'll be cast out from every hope. Accept us on this night, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Send your karam and fuzzl on us. Accept our du'as, Ya Allah. Out of your karam and fuzzl, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, those who have any worries, any difficulties, remove their worries, ease their difficulties. And those we are only worried about our own nafs, and we have difficulty with our own nafs, send your hidayah on us, Ya Allah. Guide us, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Take out the laziness from our nafs, the laziness from our heart, because steadfast on deen, firm on deen, have istiqamat on deen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, we ask you accept our coming here, accept their coming here, make it a means of earning your pleasure, Ya Allah. Put barakah in all of their homes, put barakah in their time, put barakah in their risk, put barakah in their deen, put barakah in our deen, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Let us every salah have an effect on us, every dua have an effect on us, every aspect of deen have an effect on us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, melt our hearts with this fear and melt our hearts with this hope. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Rabbana atakamma minna innaka anta sameel alim. Watubu alayna innaka anta tawabu rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Mirahmatika ya arhamar rahimin.